and welcome to Wisconsin in Focus, powered by the Center Square. I'm Dan McCaleb, Vice President of News and Content at the Franklin News Foundation, publisher of the Center Square Newswire service. Joining me today is the Center Square's Wisconsin correspondent, Benjamin Yount. How was your Thanksgiving, Ben? It was wonderful. Fried turkey came out on time, on temperature, and moist. I I, I had a little trouble with the grilled turkey. Had to leave that on. But by the time we carved up the fried bird, the grilled bird came off perfectly. Uh, No complaints. Although I did hear from my nephews that my mac and cheese was the best side dish at their Thanksgiving. So they were quite happy with that. The secret, get get the everything but the bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's. Toss that in there. That sounds good, Ben. No house fires, I take it. No. From the fried turkey. No. You're an old pro. You've been doing this for a while, I think. Yeah, that's the one thing I supervise. I'll I'll cook I'll cook all my other stuff while sitting in the, the living room watching the, the lions lose. But uh no, for for the for the fried turkey, you gotta actually be there. Take that tip from your Uncle Ben. Got it. Ben, we're recording this on uh, Thursday, November thirtieth. And uh, a bit of an unusual story this week about government transparency. When it was revealed by Wisconsin Right Now that Democratic Governor Tony Evers has a secret email that he's used to conduct some government business. The email address, warren.spawn at wisconsin.gov, named after the longtime former Milwaukee Braves pitcher from the 50s and 60s, Republicans are and others are asking, you know, what is Governor Evers trying to hide? Ben, tell us more about this. Yeah, this story started, and again, all credit to Wisconsin right now for for doing the due diligence and the and the the, the journalism here. They've they've done some great work over the past couple of years. But this story started out as did did you hear that the governor has a secret email address and the name is Warren Spahn? And you know how some stories start off as as a laugh or a joke or a Really? He goes to an old Milwaukee Braves pitcher for his secret? Okay. And then as you start to realize that this was 17,000 emails sent inside of his administration, there then became a lot fewer laughs. It, It wasn't as funny and it became more of a, okay, why is this governor doing this? And the spin from the governor's office is that other governors, namely Scott Walker, had other internal email addresses that allowed them to better coordinate that, you know, if you got a a, a email from Warren Spahn, that's really Governor Evers. And, you know, that lit a fire under you as opposed to having to send everything through the Governor Evers at Wisconsin.gov email. There is some truth. You know, Scott Walker's people said, yes, they had an internal email as well. But it was because at the time, 2011, Scott Walker was being inundated with every single email from every single person who absolutely hated him. You got to remember the beginning of the Walker administration was Act 10, which changed contract negotiations for teachers, was extremely unpopular. And it was during the the time of recall when Democrats and left-leaning groups in the state tried to throw the governor out of office. And so the Walker people said, hey, we needed a way that we could get to the the, the heart of the matter without having to read through thousands of emails, you know, dear Scott Walker, we hate you. 
the explanation from the Evers administration has so far fallen a little flat because they have not shown a need to have this internal email. They've also not said who they emailed, what they talked about, or, or really any of the other specifics that answer the question that the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty and Republican lawmakers ask in, in, in our story is what was the governor hiding? Because again, there are there are some legitimate reasons. I have two email addresses. There are a lot of people who have two email addresses. But when you're dealing with government transparency, if you have an internal email to skirt open records requests, FOIA requests, if you're using an email that has nothing to do with Tony Evers' name or title in any way, shape, or form, are you doing that in order to hide from the public? And that's the question that this governor has been unable or unwilling to answer so far. And so now the story we filed within 24 hours of the first is that the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty has now filed a FOIA request to see those emails. And Will does a great job of looking deep. They're not a news organization. They're not looking to try and make the the six o'clock news or make the deadline for the newspaper. This is what they are dedicated to doing. And so Will will take the time, have the resources, have the manpower to wait, to deal with the motions to dismiss, to deal with arguments before a judge, and then to sift through 17,000 emails to see just what it is that the governor was doing with this email account. But, uh, yeah, there, there, there have not been a whole lot of answers, and the answers that we have gotten haven't provided a whole lot of insight into this secret or email alias or other email account that Governor Evers was using for the past couple of years. And uh, you're not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, particularly First Amendment or constitutional lawyers. But this seems like a clear-cut case of violating the First Amendment, the, the public's right to know about what the governor and, and government in general is doing. Am I wrong about that? Does the, uh, it, let's say Will, the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, does file suit seeking to force the governor's office to release these emails. What case does the governor have to argue in court? They don't really have an argument against releasing the emails other than the the sort of typical traditional this is, I don't want to say executive privilege because that's a presidential thing, but they will say that the, you know, these are internal working documents. Uh, we need to keep this email quiet because it deals with pending litigation or it deals with a pending economic development deal. There, there are all manners of things that are protected from FOIA just simply because you, know, you have to have the ability to have a, an honest conversation among your administration. And, and that goes for Republican governors, Democratic governors, Republican mayors, Democratic mayors. Uh, th- there are some exceptions. It's, it's not an absolute blanket. We get to see everything. Uh, but no, the, the, the case here has more been from the Evers administration that, well, I mean, Scott Walker did it. And where were you guys jumping up and down when Scott Walker was the one with the secret email? And I think Rick Essenberg put it best on Twitter when he said we wouldn't have supported that then. We, we would have opposed a Republican governor having a secret email that they used to communicate with people inside the administration. One one bad move by one bad governor doesn't make the next bad move by the next bad governor OK. And in fact, Governor Evers was up in Eau Claire on Tuesday and got a question about this. And he said, one, there's nothing illegal about this. 
Two, he's not going to stop, although I, I do hear that the Warren.Spawn email now kicks back, so there's some other perhaps alternative email that the governor is using. And and that's that's part of this conversation as well, that this governor has had a history with opposing transparency. He's also had a history of some, I don't want to say underhanded, but certainly not above board dealings inside the Capitol. Remember, the Evers administration leaked a secretly recorded meeting with the top Republicans at the Capitol back two, three years ago. And that really undermined his credibility with Republicans. And now you have the the news of this secret email. And again, the obvious question is, what was the governor hiding? What was the governor doing? And I think until we see what he was doing, if he was hiding something, those questions about integrity, transparency, you know, the governor doing things above board, those questions are going to linger. And, you know, this is the stuff that makes people not trust government. This is the kind of stuff that makes people inside government not trust the other party. And so here we go again with a lack of trust at the Wisconsin Capitol. Well, Ben, I look forward to your continued reporting on this because I re- I know that this is not the last we're going to hear about Governor Evers' secret email account, but we are out of time. For Ben Yount, I'm Dan McCaleb. Please subscribe. Thank you for listening. Knowledge is power, and you deserve to know what happens in your state government. That's why the nonprofit Franklin News Foundation is bringing you straight news journalism through the center square, reporting on state authorities and publishing stories that show where your money goes and who spends it. By supporting the center square, you can track politicians' use of taxpayer money and demand transparency from elected officials. This is how we can equip everyday Americans to hold their government accountable. Become a supporter of Franklin today at franklinnews.org donate.